Welcome to the Have You Met Her Yet podcast. This podcast highlights the accomplishments, confronts the uncomfortable, and addresses our most fascinating questions about women in the workplace. Who they are, what they do, why you should know them. Join me, your host, Lindsay Dunn, each week as I interview a new influential woman in the workplace. It is my passion to share their incredible stories. You can expect real conversations, lessons, and stories from Canadian women who are thriving in their industries. Have You Met Her Yet is brought to you by Pink Crown Creative, a Canadian creative agency and community. In this week's episode, I speak with Lindsay White from High Voltage Consulting. Lindsay is a sought-after leadership coach, people strategist, speaker, and podcaster who believes that every business, no matter how small, deserves three things. Great leadership, an impactful people strategy, and a culture that inspires. I can't wait for you to meet Lindsay. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Lindsay. How are you? Name twin. We have a name twin on my podcast, which I always love speaking with another Lindsay. Yes, totally. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, I would love it if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you currently are today in your career. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, so I'm Lindsay White. And I am a leadership coach and people strategist, and I work a lot with female small business owners, um, really around their own personal leadership. So my philosophy is that we got to lead from the inside out. Um, And for those of us, I mean, that own our own businesses, um, you know, that's leadership in our personal and our professional lives, because let's be honest, the two things are intimately connected, especially, you know, in the last few years of, as our businesses have really integrated. So I do a lot of work uh, with these incredible women, really helping them create that leadership brand and style that is really authentic based in their values, really helps them live, you know, that big why, that purpose that we all have. And then translating that into the way they lead in their, in their organizations, Um, I have a background in HR. I spent 15 years uh, working in HR. And so I love to leverage all of that skill and experience and and help female business owners build really beautiful, empowered teams and workplaces where people really get to show up and do their very best work every day. And and then, of course, you know, the systems and and the processes and the programs that that really make that all possible, because I really believe that ultimately... Um, you know, our business success comes through our teams and our greatest asset is the people that work for us. Uh, so that's the work that I really am super passionate about doing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey? Like when was that moment that kind of came to you where you're like, okay, I want to start my own business. This is what I want to do. Um, is there maybe a story behind where, how you got started? Yeah, total story. So I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I never had that moment where I was like, holy crap, I want to start my own business. Um, what started me on the journey was actually the exit, uh, that I took from my corporate job, uh, just a little over four years ago. 
And I ended up, I, I was working uh, for an organization that I really love to work for, actually a top employer here in Canada. Um, but at, like so many people, I ended up working for a very toxic leader. Um, and I am a people pleaser. And so I spent two years knocking myself out to try and make this person happy with me and my performance. And I actually got to a place where I had taken, you know, such a beating uh, from this individual that I actually quit in the middle of a meeting was one of those conversations where she just, you know, sort of phoned to give me shit about something one more time. Cause that was really the only time she ever talked to me was when she thought I'd done something wrong. And um, I finally said, you know what? Like, I don't think I fit here anymore. This is not working for me. Um, And of course, being in HR, I knew that she would have to pay me severance. And I said, you know what, why don't you talk to me about how I can go away? Um, And so I left. I never I never did uh, look back from that. But I was so lucky. Coaching was a big part of my role as an HR partner. I coached senior leaders and C-suite executives around uh, their leadership and their talent strategy. So um, I, I really knew that I wanted to up my coaching game. And so I had already committed uh, to a coaching certification program. It's an ICF, sort of the gold standard, actually, in, in the um, international coaching uh, sort of world. And I negotiated that they would pay for most of that. And I spent a year after I left my corporate job, just immersing myself in that coaching practice. And I got to tell you, the the experience of that was absolutely life-altering for me. Um, Not only did it set me on the path to start my own practice, but the peer coaching that I received in that moment where I was incredibly vulnerable, I was really hurt, I was really angry, I was really sick. Like I left that organization taking antidepressant meds, sleeping meds. I gained a ton of weight. I caught every virus. Like I was sick all the time because I was just, I was depleted. Um, And the process and the coaching and the love uh, that I received during my training uh, was restorative in so many different ways. And so I was challenged by my peers in that coaching cohort you know, why didn't I start my own? I love coaching so much. Why didn't I start my own coaching practice? The truth is I had never considered it. So I thought, well, why not? Right. I don't really, I'd really left HR with a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I really thought for a long period of time, I didn't want anything to do with that work at all. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to start my own coaching practice. Um, and you know, over the last three years that I've been in business, just heading into my fourth, it's evolved. And I've rediscovered the love uh, for some of that talent or people consulting because it's really powerful. And it's something that is really missing from the small business world. Like that really doesn't exist in the, in the entrepreneurial landscape. Uh, so that's how I sort of stumbled into being an entrepreneur. I don't like, again, it wasn't something that I thought, yes, that's what I want to do. It was more like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, yeah. It's, it's really crazy how we do fall into things as entrepreneurs. Um, it's, I hear that story a lot, how um, it, it comes from a frustration or something that they wanted to change themselves, yeah. they do something to better their situation or gain more education. And in turn, that changes into something um, like a new career. Um, one thing I really want to point out is that you, you know, you shared 
this sickness that you were having. And that's honestly such a hard thing to really know that you have it when you're in it and know, be able to reflect upon it after of, you know, being sick and tired in a job, in a workplace, a lot of us feel stuck in that rut. A lot of us feel like it's never ending. It's something we're stuck in. This is just the way the work world is. And, you know, one of the things I've learned as an entrepreneur and listening to other business owners as well is it doesn't have to stay that way. You do not have to stay sick and miserable and you don't have to continue to work with toxic people. Um, You know, it's awful that you had that experience, but again, this experience kind of led you to what you're doing now. And I'm sure you're building leaders who are completely anti that type of leader, which is really amazing. Yeah, certainly a lot of the women that I work with have had a reasonably similar experience. And you're right. Sometimes that causes them to exit the corporate world Um, or they're trying to fashion together some of, you know, what do I not want to be? And, And then it becomes the opposite and they end up sort of on the other end of the scale where they get walked all over. Uh, by their employees. They uh, lack the confidence to have that laser focus, that great, powerful decision-making, um, and, and really can't, can't hang on to that vision very clearly. Um, so it can be, you know, it can be a bit of both, right? It depends on how we react um, to the leadership examples that we've had in our past. And, and I'm lucky. I've had some great ones. I have some fantastic uh, mentors that I'm still very close and connected with. And of course, I've made new ones, right? Um, but yes, I do am now able to look on that exit as a real gift, right? It was a real gift for me, an opportunity to you know really re-examine what was most important to me. What do I truly value? What is really important um, and what is my purpose? Like, what the hell am I doing here? Because I had really lost sight of that. And, and that has been crucial uh, as I have moved forward, you know, personally and professionally, right? Like, I'm a lot more clear about who I am and how I want to show up uh, now than I, more now than I've ever been before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the last few years have changed a lot of the ways that we traditionally did business as entrepreneurs. Um, how have you been able to keep focused during the pandemic and, you know, keep that exciting leadership um, program going and, and you know, keep your, your business afloat? Um, can you maybe share some of the things that you've gone through in the last few years with your business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly for me, March of 2022, I had, I had just uh, sort of relaunched um, my brand, uh, really solidified what I wanted to offer in October of 2019. So it was really just starting to build that um, and get some momentum when March hit. And uh, I, I had been trying to, you know, diversify what I did. So I, I was doing some consulting with an organization here in Calgary, supporting them in their recruitment strategy. I was doing some coaching um, with, uh, you know, a particular uh, group of people and then building my own practice. And all of those things sort of started to morph all at once. Of course, the contract went away. Um, as the organization suffered uh, dramatically, which was really hard to watch. It was an organization I I like to work with. Um, And then uh, what I ended up finding a lot of is I really got into some career coaching. There were so many people that were laid off and just desperate. It was you know, they were scared about COVID and scared about losing their jobs. And so that um, sort of became a big piece of my business for several months. 
Um, and But I was able to couple that with some people that were taking a big step back and saying, I don't know what I want to be, but I know that I don't want to be that kind of a leader and that kind of a person. And so we were really able to do some great coaching together in terms of, okay, what do you want it to look like? You've got an opportunity to reinvent. So in helping them reinvent, it helped me really reinvent. Um, And it really gave me some great insights into, you know, what were my clients struggling with? Um, What did they need help and support? And for many of them, it was just they just needed some space to really cope like so many of us did. Um, you know, I ended up working I had a lot of clients come to me over the last, even the last year or so, um, these incredible female business owners that were just feeling the weight, right? The financial stress of, of you know, keeping their business alive, um, the emotional stress of, you know, dealing with the mental health of their teams. And then, you know, all of the personal stuff combined and so it's really cathartic because the truth is when I'm working with another client, you know, I'm invested in that relationship too. And I get to work through it as well um, because it was tricky. It was, you know, it was really difficult. I think being nimble as a business owner, um, really being available to the opportunities that presented themselves at the moment in time. Um, so yes, I, I love the leadership coaching, but the truth is sometimes it's a little bit more on the HR consulting side because that's the work that's available. Sometimes it's career coaching, not leadership coaching, and just really being open to you know grabbing the opportunities uh, that sort of come in that direction. That's not to say I want to lose focus altogether, but you know when things are as wild and crazy as they have been the last couple of years. Um, I, I do. I think you got to keep an open mind and not um, stay so much in the fear space, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, the fear, I think, is what kind of happened to a lot of people when March 20 happened. Oh, yeah. Is the fear was there? I mean, it's still there for many people as well. Um, there, there is a lot going on in the world right now that still kind of promotes that fear. Um, but yeah, like you said, just kind of like being open to finding solutions and ways that you can work through that. It's true. Um, I was working with a couple partners uh, sort of May, June of 2020, uh, because we really wanted to support uh, small business owners, particularly here in our local community in Calgary. And so we did a little four-part workshop series for people. And what I really, really found was that the fight, flight, or freeze had really taken hold at that point. So there were some business owners that were absolutely paralyzed. They just could not see that there was any opportunity in any of this. And a lot of those businesses, you know, really did not survive. And the truth is, as business owners, their resilience was drained pretty quickly. And that was really tough. It was difficult to help people through that. If, if you could get yourself to a place where you could say, okay, this is no good, right? I am afraid I might lose my business. And as a result, I could lose my house, right? Yeah. Like, let's be like, so the individuals that were actually able to get real with what they were feeling, what they were experiencing personally, it's, it's less scary and they were able to move forward and that P word that we all hate pivot <laughs> into something that was creative and new, explore that opportunity. Think about something that was different that people really desired. Um, and, you know, a lot of them moved online, 
where they had never been that way. I think about one of, you know, she was a guitar teacher, music lessons, and she was really front of the line to use Zoom in a really wonderful way. The truth is her business took off wow. right? because she was able to embrace that she was really scared. This was really terrifying. She wasn't going to be able to pay her mortgage next month. But once she kind of embraced that and got over that and, and just said, you know what, I'm not going to let that fear get in the way. So that was really inspiring to me. I, I, I sort of took that lesson um, from the people that I was interacting with and thought, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing, right? Um, I'm going to keep this moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I always find inspiration when people are vulnerable as well and they share their fears, they share the things that they're going through. But then when you see that they're, they're coming up with all of these like new and creative ways to kind of get through it as well, completely different from what they ever would have imagined. But um, it's been really inspiring to see a lot, a lot of that happen. Right. I think some really cool new stuff has come out of a time of really great adversity. Yeah. Um, and, and those businesses that have started or managed through it are going to be stronger as a result, right? There's almost nothing you won't be able to face in your business after COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if someone were to approach you to work with you, um, what are some of the things that you offer with uh, your business right now for leaders? Yeah. So I mean, first and foremost, I love coaching. So, you know, sort of the central, um, the central connection with me is really one-on-one -on -one in the coaching relationship. And I, I like to work with people for, you know, no less than three months because it is, it is a relationship. It is a deep, meaningful connection. Um, and so I start with my clients somewhere between three and six months, depends on their comfort level. Um, and, and that's the two of us connecting on a very regular basis, um, working very deeply, starting with things like, what are your values? What do those mean? How do you live those every day? Like what, what makes that value real for you? Um, really working through what is the purpose? What's the why? How does that roll into your business? So we really dial it right down to the nitty gritty. Um, and really work on some of the foundational pieces first. And from there, you know, then we can start talking about who are you as an authentic leader? What does that mean? How do you lead from the inside out? So, so that's, that's always, and I will always, you know, no matter what happens, it's the coaching that's always at the center of it for me. Um, and then I will work with um, business owners in, you know, sort of the, that, uh, that VIP day. So if we want to talk about, have a client on Friday, we're talking about some compensation strategy. Um, she's building a team. She's just starting to hire employees as opposed to contractors. So we're going to spend a period of time together talking about a specific topic um, and really coming up with the right program and process for her to do that. So, so I will do some of those moments, whether it's a half day or a full day. Um, and then uh, I started a group program last year called the Inner Circle, which is really all about the community, the connection, the collaboration for female small business owners um, to really do a, sort of a hybrid mastermind. So some of it's really about the love seat right? Not the hot seat, but the love seat. So we can brainstorm and work collaboratively. Some of it's about some agenda-driven pieces that are really present, especially um, over the last few months. Um, so I really love to keep these groups really small because for me, it's really about the connection and the relationship. 
That's really wonderful. I'm glad that you're, you've been able to create such a great community and that other leaders can kind of learn from each other, hear each other's stories. Um, and again, I like the, the love seat because yeah, hot seat sometimes is a little bit scary. It puts you right on the spot. Um, but having that open communication and acceptance is, is really important. Yeah. And we all, I think are craving community. That's what I really heard from a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners after last year is it's, it's lonely running your own business, even in the best of times. And especially over the last couple of years, it it's been really isolating. And, And so that's why I created that inner circle because I knew people wanted to connect, but I knew they wanted to work on, you know, leadership, business strategy, uh, people planning, all growth, you know, really growth oriented. Um, And it's turned out to be a really beautiful program where we've built just a really, really lovely cohort of of people. That's wonderful. Um, What would you say are some of the common struggles that you're hearing from female leaders? Yeah. So I I think, you know, sort of, as I just said, one of the ones that I've heard so much over the last, you know, six or eight months is really the isolation and people are really zoomed out. Like, you know, the authentic connection that we're all really craving and that has been really difficult to come by. Um, And that's important for leaders because we need to share and learn and grow together. We don't learn as leaders in isolation. So that's certainly part of it. Um, I think the other thing, again, that's really difficult for leaders is that, um, and and particularly as small business owners, we don't get into business to be a leader. We get into business because we have a product or service we're really passionate about. Um, And so what I find is um, these women that I work with build these incredible businesses, but they may not, again, have had the best examples of what leadership is. Uh, And and so that starts to play into their behavior. Um, for many, it's also some of our own internal dialogue, our saboteurs, our inner critic um, that really hijacks us and really starts to show up in the way we lead. So, for, for example, um, I, um, I'm working with a client right now and her major saboteur is controller. Well, you can imagine how that plays out as a business owner, but also as a leader, because the two roles are connected, but they're different. Right. And we have to show up differently. So, you know, ultimately she's a real micromanager in her business and she's hired really smart people and she doesn't let them do what they're meant to be doing. Um, And so actually helping her manage that particular saboteur so that she can enable people, not control people so that she gets what she needs, right. To feel confident and comfortable and trusting Um, But the people she works with also get to feel that way, confident and trusting um, and and valued and respected. So so that's really it's you know, it's a head game, right? It's what conversation is going on between our own two ears that is often really difficult as a business owner to manage. Um, And then I I think the third thing I would say is really finding and um, developing our own authentic style. So each of us is different and we're going to lead differently. And that doesn't mean we need to lead like the guy that we worked for back 15 years ago. Uh, It doesn't need to, you know, we don't need to lead the way, um, you know, our, 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 our partner would, or our friends would, Um, you know, some of us are more on the extroverted side of the scale. That would be me. 
a little bit more demonstrative, but sometimes I need to keep that under wraps. Some of us are more on the introverted side and we need to step up and, and, um, you know, be able to tell the story and create the compelling vision. So I think that that's actually the most important part is really creating that, um, leadership brand for yourself that is, um, you know, just really embraces who you are and what you're awesome at. Like, what are your superpowers? How do you do more of that as you lead? Right. Yeah. I really like that. Um, all of those wonderful tips and examples you shared are really great. Um, because I, it, it is really hard, you know, to be your own monster, to get in your head, um, to compare yourselves yourself to other leaders to try and replicate past leadership you've had. I think it's great to pick and choose certain like positive aspects, but, you know, trying to mold into your own self um, is really, really great advice. Yeah. It's really about integrating, right? So taking the good and really using it in the way that is appropriate for you um, and, and makes you feel confident and, and, and really powerful in the way you're showing up. And some of it is about stepping up to that leading edge. Like what makes you nervous and uncomfortable? That's where the growth will come as a leader, right? So that sometimes is hard to get there all by yourself. That's where having a coach can be so valuable because they can take you right up to that edge and they can stand there with you as you look over and see, wow, like that's scary. Yes, it is. And you can do it. Right. Um, But that's where, that's where we get incredible fulfillment from. We get real joy there. We really, again, we build workplaces where people just feel empowered and respected and, and really cherished for what they contribute to our businesses. And we need them to contribute everything they got, right? But we have to show up as leaders uh, really differently in order to get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree with you in terms of working with a coach. Um, Having someone who's not in your business see that outside perspective um, Mm -hmm. is really, really helpful because as you mentioned, you can definitely get lost in your business. You can get lost in what your team is looking for, how you should react to your team. Um, You get lost in how you think you should be a leader. Um, But having that outside person to just really sit you down and say, okay, listen, this is how it should be. These are the things that you can be doing. These are the tools you can be using. Um, It's so great to have that outside perspective and someone else who's on your team, but also is willing to challenge you in those ways too. Yeah, I, I really, I think that that's probably one of the most critical pieces when you're looking to work with a coach, when you know it's time, you need to find someone who, who isn't, this isn't about being friends. Like this is a deep, meaningful relationship. You will tell your coach things that you actually probably won't say to anybody else, right? Maybe your bestie on your worst day. <laughs> you you need someone, you need someone who is absolutely fearless and relentless in helping you pursue your agenda. So for example, the women I work with, they want to be great leaders. They want to create work and life blend. So they feel successful and powerful in the way they imagined they would when they started their business. 
And, and you need someone who is going to hold that agenda for you, even when you feel like you might not want it anymore, because that's the person that's going to help you get there. Right. Um, you don't want someone who is just there to chat with you. You don't need to pay for that. You can find that at a coffee shop. Yeah. You need someone who is just as focused on your personal development as you are. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, it's been really wonderful the last few years seeing strong female leaders dominate the workforce. Um, what are some of the reasons why you think females make great leaders? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, we we do have a greater, I don't think a greater capacity, but I think a greater propensity for empathy, right? And some of that is our socialization. Let's just be honest about it. It's the way girls are raised. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that empathy can be a superpower. I, I, you know, I, now I'm not talking about, you know, let's be crying with our staff, like, you know, be, <laughs> be clear because I work with women like that too, who, you know, suddenly they're best friends and they go out for drinks on Friday and then they got to tell somebody they're doing a terrible job and they don't even know how to do that without ruining that. Like that's a whole nother conversation. Right. right. But I, I think the ability to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand a situation or perspective from that other person's viewpoint. That's something we do really well. And I believe that that is a leadership superpower. And the more and the better you can do that, the more and the better you can connect with your team and you can create cultures that inspire them because you are in their head. You know what they are wanting and how they need to be motivated. I think we also have a greater capacity for vulnerability I think in the working world, when we're in corporate, uh, we are told to tune that out. And I actually think that's a crying shame. We need our vulnerability as leaders because that's how people identify that we are human too. Mm -hmm. And the good old days of bosses being in control and having all the power and being omnipotent um, and having the answer to every problem and every question is long gone. The truth is we can't lead that way anymore. Our new generations in the workforce won't allow it. When we can be vulnerable and say, I don't have all the answers, let's figure it out. Man, we get a whole lot more from these really smart people we employ, right? They feel valued and heard. And I think the third thing that women have, um, again, that we're told we're not supposed to use, but I think we have it in spades if we just listen, is our intuition. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for myself in my corporate experience, I really was programmed not to pay attention to that. And as a coach, it's actually one of my greatest strengths is using my intuition to, to hear what's not being said, to feel what someone is feeling, even if they don't know how to put words to it and to be able to ask the next beautiful question, even if it doesn't make sense to me. And when we can do some of those things, when as leaders, we can be intuitive about, I don't think something's right with Susie today. And then I can be vulnerable and empathetic. I can really tune into what's happening for Susie and I can help her with that. I can support her in that moment. And again, I can help her get back to high, you know, high capacity quicker than just ignoring it and let Susie say. So I think those are superpowers that women have as leaders. And I think we need to just leverage the crap out of them. Yeah, those are amazing, amazing examples. Um, I always really, really try 
um, to share that tidbit about, you know, being human and not a robot to any client or any, any of my students, because people like to work with and they like to buy from real people that they like. And that's the one thing that's going to have the disconnect is if you're a robot, if you're not empathetic, if you're cool, like again, business is not working like that anymore. Um, and it's okay to have, you know, to go with your gut, to be empathetic, to be on the same level as your team. So you can feel like you're connected and that you have that, that human connection as well. Um, so yeah, really, really great tips. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, and I, I think we can really leverage those things as women in our leadership and, and still be, be strong and be powerful um, and be poised. Um, But, but really it it is in creating those beautiful connections, whether it's with our clients or, or our teams and whether they're contractors, employees, I mean, you know, we delineate between the two because there's some, you know, some legalities there, but the truth is, don't you want your best from your contractors? You're paying them top dollar, right? You want them to feel connected to the message and to the mission as well. Um, And, and so, you know, I do, I think, you know, when we show up that way, um, we encourage others to do the same. And, and then we, we just, we build really inspiring spaces. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So we're just going to switch things up a little bit here. I'm going to ask you a few speed round questions. Um, No pressure at all. Just kind of answer whatever comes to mind first. Yeah. Um, what talent would you most like to have? Oh, I'm able to sew. I can't sew. Sewing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's one thing that has come, come up for me time and time again, where I feel like I would like to fix a garment really quickly. I even look back to, um, I think my grandmother used to create a lot of her own fashion as well and clothing and building things with fabric. It's just a completely lost art. It doesn't happen. It really is. And it's such a pain in the neck when you can't do it. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, what is your greatest extravagance? Oh, lipsticks. Uh, if I have, uh, if I have one, I have like a thousand <laughs> lipsticks. Yeah, for sure. And same brands or different brands? No. Oh no. I am completely brand agnostic. I will buy the cheap drugstore brand. I will go to the, you know, the counters at the Bay. I just, I love all of them. Colors, <laughs> all, sorry, all sorts of things. Very fun. Um, what is the worst advice you've ever been given? Oh gosh, that's a great (laughs) question. The worst advice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think probably the worst advice I've ever received is, you know, don't worry about your, your gut. Like, don't just go with the process, right? Go with the process. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I feel cringy about that. (laughs) Right. Yep, exactly. Um, what is something you want to learn more about? Yeah. You know, my mother would say that I'm a lifelong learner and I, I really, I am like a huge history nerd. 
Like if I won the lottery and never had to work again, I would just go and spend all of my time researching like Tudor England. I love that stuff. And I'm always like desperate for more information. I don't know what it is about that particular period in English history. Um, I really, I I really love it. Um, And I'm always wanting to learn more. I love it. Great, great um, idea for that one. Um, What is your favorite rainy day movie? Oh, you know, my favorite rainy day movie. Well, there's a couple. So, and I just was telling someone about this the other day. One of my, I think my all-time favorite movie is The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Yep. I absolutely adore that movie. She's perfect in that movie. It's based on a really great story. Um, And it just, my family knows when that movie comes on, they are not to pester me. Um, But the truth is I'm also a little bit of a sci-fi nerd and, and uh, fantasy. And so I love the Lord of the Rings trilogies and I will put those on and I will be happy as a clam. What is that? Like three, six, nine hours, like a whole day. I can watch those movies and be super happy. Leave me on the couch. I'm good. Yeah. I feel like that's super rainy day movie because it's so long and you're just going to be cooped inside. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of dark, but it's really involved and I love all the characters and anyways. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, What is one quality that you love about yourself? Yeah. You know, the one quality and, and it's actually my most central value is my authenticity. And it's something that I really, I had to keep in a really small box for a long time working in the corporate world. Um, and my, my practice is called high voltage, uh, because that's who I am. I am a high voltage person. I'm high energy, high positivity, high motivation, high resilience. Um, and I get to be that I don't have to put that in a box anymore. I get to be high voltage. And if you don't want to work with me because I'm too spazzy for you, that's super cool. I've got lots of other coaches I can refer you to. Um, but, but being authentically me and, and really being able to step in and own that has been really important over the last few years in particular. Oh, I love that. That's so wonderful. Um, what would you say is your favorite thing about being a female? Mm, I think my favorite thing right now is I am a glamour. So I'm way too young to be a grandma. So I am a glamour. And that to me is a really special role. I come from a very matriarchal family. It's all about the women all the time. Um, And having my own little grandson has been a super special experience. And you only get to be a glamour if you're a woman. (laughs) And you're fabulous. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's super cute. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It was so great to have you. Um, Where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me at highvoltageleadership.ca. That's my website. And I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. So you can find me there as Lindsay White. And I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, Instagram handle is at highvoltleadership. But yeah, come, come and find me and follow me. I love to connect with people uh, and all of those spaces. Okay, great. Um, is there any last messages you want to share with the community before you leave? Yeah, I think, you know, the most important message for me is that everyone, every single person uh, can be a great leader. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have people that work for you, whether, you know, they don't have to report to you on an org chart. You don't have to pay them. <laughs> we like, 
we all have the opportunity to lead in our own way. Um, and most importantly, to lead from within. And uh, if you haven't thought about that, who you are as a leader, even if you're just starting your career, even you know if you don't really interact with a lot of people in your job, but who you are as a leader, uh, it's time to start thinking about that because that's going to be really important for you as a person, but also in uh, you know how we build our businesses and our careers going forward. Um, and you have that leadership capacity inside of you. You just need to understand what it is and, and how you bring it to life. I love that. That is super powerful. Such a great way to end our conversation. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. I appreciate your time today. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with a friend who you think might enjoy it too. These small actions truly made the world to a small business owner like myself. You can also stay up to date with the latest podcast releases, behind the scenes, and insider info about each guest by following us on Instagram. If you are interested in being a guest or learning more about our sponsorship and partnership opportunities, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. It truly means the world. We wish you a wonderful week and hope that it is filled with creativity and love.